following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN. Your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. ESPN, whatever they're showing right now, um, talking about Justin Herbert signing his extension with the Chargers, and they're showing Patrick Mahomes highlights. <laughs> That's your that's your AFC West, guys. You cannot win if you are anybody but Mahomes at this point, right? Yep. It's around the horn. Okay. Justin Herbert, five year deal, two hundred sixty two million dollars. That is a lot of money for never placing first in the AFC West. <laughs> I got a uh, I got a date for you all to to circle, just in case you didn't know when college football starts. College football starts officially as in the first game being played for the 2023 season exactly one month from today. It's going down. The first game out of the shoot is, of course, an old school rivalry. And as you could picture it, the college football season starting in Dublin, Ireland, Notre Dame and Navy, 1.30 Central Kansas time on NBC. That's rad, dude. That's cool. Just notice this as well. If you need a ticket to the game, which I believe it is sold out, if you need a ticket, $373. Cheapest ticket. Secondary not, sites. Go get it. Not bad. And you're, in, and you're in Ireland? Yeah. I mean, sounds like a pretty dope place. I've never as, been. As long as they don't sell out of beer as early as they did the last time. Oh, yeah. That's right. Was it Northwestern Nebraska? Yeah. Yes. Oh, which man. helped explain why they sold out of beer so early. <laughs> well, they sold out, was it halftime? Yes. Like the... The word started to get out. We're out of beer. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think, man. I mean, well, come on. As bad of a ball game as that was, you're damn right they were going to drink all the beer that they could drink. That was. That was the only way to be able to enjoy that game. Actually, I kind of remember that being a good game. Am I right? Maybe it was a good second half. It was was tough to watch that one. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. Big Ten style. Sometimes ugly games can be good games, though. Yes, but. When you know that it's two bad teams. And somebody's just going to be a little bit better than the other one. Yeah. But they're still bad. I mean, that was still Northwestern's only win. I thought that it was, um, there were like a lot of turnovers in that game or something. It was something wild. Smoke alert. Oh, boy. Smoke alert. Well, hold on. We'll we'll get to this here in just a second. That's fine. I'm just making sure you saw it. Um, So let let me get to my normal stuff here. Mm -hmm. It's Wednesday. And you know what that means? AEW Dynamite tonight, guys. From the MVP Arena in Albany, New York, of course, is going to be uh, the reaction, the fallout to Blood and Guts last Wednesday. And how about this little update? Not an exact number given, but all in in London. That's going to be in uh, Wembley Stadium on August 27th, the day after the first day of college football. Hmm. So it's quite the weekend, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, Also celebrating the 100th anniversary of Wembley Stadium. If AEW sells a little over 9,000 more tickets... It'll be the highest paid attendance wrestling event in pro wrestling history. Whoa, boy. History. Pretty proud of my, I'm pretty proud of my AW people right now. That's I nice. think it's going to get there. Yeah. I think it's going to get there. Typically, we have DY on on Wednesdays. He is on vacation, so we're giving him the week off, of course. Also, a little bit of a schedule mix-up with Mitch Holtis. Unfortunately, he's not going to be on the show today. So we're like, all right, let's just, since we had this mix-up, We'll just start next week. Next week, Mitch Holtis officially on the show. Now I'll let Troy take over. And, uh, yeah, the smoke, smoke is on. Smoke alert. Smoke alert. Uh, Pete Thamel, 
of uh, ESPN. Sources saying that Colorado is in discussions about a move to the Big 12. Board of Regents meeting just ended. It was a closed meeting, executive session. They've scheduled another meeting, apparently an open one for tomorrow, to discuss the move. Big 12 presidents are holding a meeting tonight where there's expected to be an expansion update. The the smoke part of that, the Big 12 presidents are holding a meeting tonight. Yeah, if Pete Thamel's on the money on this one, it's done. Wow. It's done. So Colorado. They're tired of of losing money. They're tired of losing millions of dollars. And they're probably tired of waiting around for what the heck's going on with uh, Kalaya, whatever. Well, and and that's part of it. I mean, honestly, let's be let's be perfectly honest. Nothing that Colorado was sold as a bill of goods for moving from the Big Twelve to the Pac Twelve, other than getting away from Texas. Other than that, nothing has panned out for them. No, in that area. No, and I mean, why not? Come on back, some old school rivalries plus. You know, you've got that rejuvenated football program. You fit right in. I love it, man. You have BYU right there uh-huh. as, as as a rival. You can easily switch that from Utah. And it may, who knows, be the draw that gets Utah off line and figuring out what's next for them beyond this. I'm just trying to think from the perspective of Brett Yarmark. He's like, all right, Denver market. Yeah, baby. There is we also got that back. Yeah, there, there is also that matter pretty, at hand. Pretty good size market. It is a pretty good size market. The flaw there is that it also has all four pro sports and is a very heavily Denver Broncos market. Ah, they don't play on Saturdays usually. They don't play on Saturdays, but it is it is amazing how the marketplace is so saturated by the Broncos above and beyond everything else. Well, and this, I mean, it, the timing also as well doesn't come as any surprise because of what I mentioned during Jabroni of the Week. Yes. And I didn't even hear about this initially when it all happened on Friday because George Klyovkov is just bombing at the end of his press conference by saying too much. He didn't need to see what he said, and but he, he went ahead and said it. He was being overprotective of his own image and the Pac-12's image. And he said that we're just ta- we're not going to be announcing a new media rights deal because we're focusing on football, which is the dumbest thing ever. I, I had said it last week that if there was a time to do it, that would be the time to do it. Shout it from the rooftop. Shout it from the mountaintops. Mm-hmm. Shout it from outer space. Get mm-hmm. Elon Musk and let's get that shuttle back up in outer space. And you can announce it from up there for all we care. <laughs> that would be the proudest thing you could announce in the last year. That the Pac-12 has a new media rights deal. Big one. And yet, we're going to wait because it's time to focus on football. That media rights deal is 95% football, guys. Mm -hmm. George. Someone was complaining that they wound up with, essentially, the two biggest things that could happen at the Pac-12 media days, both not happening. No Deion Sanders. No media deal. And then the kicker that we learned, I learned, I should say, yesterday when I went over Jabroni of the Week and made George Klyovkov my Jabroni of the Week, is that when George had that blunder mm. on stage and gets yep. the uh, the follow-up on the last question, he's like, you're reading too much into the guy. Just, uh, just back away. You don't want none of this. You back don't away. want none of this, pal. <laughs> 
the AD for Colorado was out the door. Yeah. He's like, this is time to go. Yeah, dude. I'm going to the airport. We're out. And I think that that speaks volumes because he's at the point where, okay, if my coach is the is being listed as the only reason to go to Pac-12 media days, I'm in a position I've got to look at something better than what we're looking at right now. He's like, I'm going to just wait and see what my guy's got up his sleeve. And then they're like, yeah, it's you. You're what we have up our sleeve. And, oh, Dion's not coming. Oh, okay, well, that's cool. And then he heard that speech, and it was over. You know he made that here, first here's call. The, here's the other thing at play, and, and this gets back to the history of it. CU tried to sell moving to the Pac-12 as helping California recruiting. They just lost their California teams, save for Cal and Stanford, right. which, I mean, uh, Bay Area isn't what you're talking about. You're talking about L.A. market recruiting. They just lost L.A. as a conference. Mm-hmm. There's no way that you're going to pull off the recruiting the way you thought you were at that point. Oh, wait, maybe we can make better inroads into Texas again with a conference that has four teams in Texas. Yeah, Deion Sanders is very interested in, mm-hmm. in getting into Texas and recruiting. Yep. Yep. It's just it's just so funny. What Especially the... as a former Cowboy. By the way, oh, his leg's yeah. doing fine. Nice. Yeah. That's good. He had his surgery. He's good. It's just so funny, the landscape of the Pac-12, like what it was when Colorado entered as opposed to what it is now. You know, it's just like USC was such a behemoth, and then they, t- they kind of fall off. Oregon was on their way, and then they've now fallen off. And it's just like you're you're so right. Colorado went there and was like, "This actually sucks. This isn't that great." Washington, UCLA have ridden for almost a half century on the past. I, I hate to say almost a half century, but honestly, I mean, thirty years in the case of Washington, they haven't been good for a no. long time. Arizona State's not been good for a long time. Arizona's never good at football. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Utah. Right now, that's what you as a conference in the Pac-12 have, Utah and a shell of Oregon Mm -hmm. because of having to rebuild because bad hires tore down the last two. Oof. Well, I I agreed with George Klyovkov, actually, when he said, you know, football for the Pac-12 when it comes to being competitive might be in a better position than it had been in, in, in a few years, but... I mean, with a media rights deal, you need something more than just a few good uh, quarterbacks that could be challenging for a Heisman Trophy. It, it's great if you've got you know great competition there. What happens if nobody can see the games? Oh, wait, that's been the story for the Pac-12 for the past decade plus. Nobody can see the games. Mm-hmm. So what's... I mean, we're talking about this as if it's a done deal. I mean, it kind of feels that way, but, you know, you never know what happens yeah. with these Big 12 presidents meeting. But Well, and there is no agenda listed for tomorrow's meeting. It's But let's bear in mind, again, the dominoes are starting to stack up. But, like, my question oh. is, like, I, I want to know, like, so since we're already at this point, my, the way my mind works, I'm like, well, then what happens next? Yeah, really. Like, what happens next for the Big 12? What happens next for the Pac-12? Right. Is the Pac-12 now scrambling? Are they looking to now, well, we were going to try to get the media rights deal first and then look at expanding. So now are we going to shift things around and now look towards expansion and then try to save the media rights deal? Oh. that's a scr- It's a scramble situation. It's got to be now for George Klyovkov. There's no... 
trying to get around questions anymore. No. If now you're losing a a, a pretty – how do I explain Colorado as a member of the Pac-12? I mean, just a member. They're losing <laughs> a member. They're losing a market of that deal. Yeah, e- even though they are irrelevant as far as, like, lately in, fo- in college football and never really been relevant in basketball, but um, – they're still a brand. I mean, that gold helmet with the Buffalo, that's a brand, you know, and Folsom Field, people know that, and they're losing a big identity, man. Well, you lose Los Angeles with USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Is is Denver the second or – would they be second or third biggest market for the Pac-12? Troy, would would the Phoenix area be bigger? Phoenix area is a hair bigger, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're looking at the third biggest market now and exiting. It's like – it's so weird. We talk about the Pac-12 and we never mention Oregon and, and Washington. It's almost like they've already got their foot out the door. They're just waiting for the invitation. Well, it seems like they've been the most quiet. It's weird. It's so weird. Than anybody else. Yeah. Other than you know, Washington State. Uh-huh. Kirk Schultz, I mean, has been, you know, vocal about, you know, the Pac-12 and, you know, and being pro-Pac-12, right? Mm-hmm. Um, They're in the worst position. They are in the absolute worst position well, at yeah, Washington it's State. Wa- it's Washington State and Cal. Like, they would be the ones. Yes. And Oregon State. Like- o- Oregon State is at least in a position to where they're upgrading the stadium and working on doing some things to enhance for the moment. But at, you're right in that that's, that's still a questionable spot. Uh, Corvallis uh, is not exactly a happening town, I can tell you that, Listen, having made a couple trips in. I've been to Corvallis, too, um, and I've seen the facilities. I've seen specifically their soccer stadium, and it is a crap it, hole. It wants. Oh, no. It's horrible. The basketball arena, think Allen Fieldhouse, just miniature, and with murals on the wall that make you just go, who painted this? But they have the plumbing, right? Yeah, they do have the plumbing. They, but, they, but no AC? That is correct, yes. Yes. And they've got a seven-footer as the head coach for their basketball team, who is one of the biggest dudes, former uh, former Topeka Sizzler player, by the oh, way. Oh, Utah State. Or uh, not Utah State. Uh, Oregon, Oregon State, State does? Yeah. Hmm. As, Did not know that. Sizzlers. Yeah. Oh. Uh, former Montana head coach. So I, I joke about that with with – Tad Boyle over at Colorado because they've matched up way too many times. Who who is Troy? Who is George Klyovkov calling first right now? Who is who should he be getting in contact with first? His financial advisor. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you can't tee one up for a morning show host like that. He's gonna knock it out of the park. <laughs> Really, it's like San Diego State's like uh, that scene in uh, A League of Their Own, Marla Hooch, where she's like in and out of the box because they're both getting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like, I'm in, I'm not in, I'm in. Uh, uh, oh, what do we do? Ah. The Mountain West is like, you're staying until 2023 20, oh, or, or 2027, whatever it is, you're staying. You're not leaving. They're calling them, they're calling Boise State, San Jose State. Everybody's getting a call, man. This is like, this is about. Ten minutes past last call, and Pac-12 is like, ah, uh, anybody, let's go. I have beer at my house. <laughs> Creepy. Here, here's where the here's where the f- things get very interesting. Right now, it's Oregon and Washington that hold the power. 
in that conference. With UCLA and USC already signed, sealed, delivered, out the door. Utah's it, committed. It Utah's committed. Dude, they changed their mind. It, It'd be hilarious if they did. Again, with Colorado making the move, as I said, there's that possibility. That That's a case where you've got a lot of debating going on if you are Mark Harlan, the AD there. Are you going to go with what you know? Or do you go ahead and move with BYU, knowing full well that people are going to get upset because you wound up in the same conference with BYU again? And I mean, is that even... Right now, as we speak right now, is that even an option? It shouldn't even be a consideration, (laughs) honestly. You shouldn't be worried about the image of, oh, damn, we're in the same conference as BYU again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, really, really. Honestly, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of what happened when the WAC grew to 16 teams back in the 90s. Part of the reason that some of those teams split off, including BYU and Utah at the time, was because you had New Mexico didn't want to be fraternizing with New Mexico State in the same conference. Dumb. How dumb, dumb do you have to be? It's dumb. And, 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 and BYU and Utah didn't want to be in the same conference as Utah State. It's dumb. <laughs> now they got no choice. It's, go, it's going down. Essentially, yeah. It's going down. You're you're getting left with options at this point, and they're fewer and farer between. Yeah, and it, it, it seems like Oregon and, and Washington, it's almost like they don't want to be in the driver's seat. You know, like with as quiet as they've been, not even kind of like a, hey, we're sticking with these guys. I mean, they, it has just been... Non-communicado whatsoever. Exactly. Exactly. While Utah has been staunch in what they have said, and, and, you know, I I give Mark a lot of credit, and if if he has the same feeling uh, away from the cameras and microphones as he does on camera and microphone, okay, um, I've got a feeling that there's a different different, uh, expression used in conversations away from the the visible media, but it has been, you're right, absolutely quiet on the part of Oregon and Washington throughout the entirety of this. It's almost as if they got together and we're like, let's not say anything. <laughs> and it's me and you, buddy. I also question like, does uh if, if Colorado's really seriously making the move and it could happen very soon, like in the next forty eight hours that it's been reported are they coming alone? And is is my big question because I'm now seeing more tweets pop up by some pretty decent and reliable same, same sources. One. Yeah, that uh, there, there's another Pac-12 school that might be interested in jumping over now. Oh boy, it's got to be Arizona. It has to be Arizona. Well, what do you have the tweet still pulled up there? Uh, I can pull it real quick here. Yeah, from uh, because uh, this two, could be three. a school yep. that's Jason Shear beyond the rumored four corners. Yep. Oh. Yeah, Jason Shear with that report. So wow. beyond the four corners, is that it's wow? If it, they were able to, if they were able to get Colorado, Oregon, and Washington, oh my god, oh boy. 
why don't we just get it over with and get a 25-team banger out here and just get crazy? Mean, meanwhile, the one of the Power 2 conferences has an absolute disaster of a TV schedule for NBC this year. <laughs> well, you know that. what? I mean, if it wasn't for this call-out of bombshell that's taking place, I was going to hopefully sneak that in at 450. <laughs> we, we forgot the real news, man. We forgot the real news to start this show. Let, let, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll get to uh, some real big news about somebody who was a former uh, host of this show, uh, now is uh, still working here at the radio station, but some big life news for this gentleman is coming up next on The Game. Pete Famel has completely changed the direction I (laughs) planned on going with today's show. He is the senior college football writer for ESPN. Uh, now going to be a uh, now he's going to be on College Game Day, right? More than just an insider for College Game Day. Now he's going to be like a panelist or something, or uh, probably so. Given that uh, David uh, Pollock Pollock is no longer with him, and Gene wojciechowski has gone as well. I also wasn't a big fan of those moves. I liked both of them, right? Yeah. Wojciechowski's tremendous, tremendous storyteller. And he's got connects, man. That guy knows everybody. Pete Thamel has reported that Colorado is in discussions about leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12 per his sources. And uh, there is a a just-completed board meeting and one scheduled for tomorrow on the topic. There's a Big 12 president's meeting tonight, uh, which will cover... Expansion again. That's per his sources, which is obviously, um, I mean, it's not the first talks of Colorado jumping back, but there was a recent quote that was put out there by somebody from Colorado. And I can't remember who, and I think John Kurtz actually just shared this this quote that Colorado had previously said that George Klyovkov is kicking ass, and there has been no further talks of Colorado jumping to the Big Twelve. That is clearly now changed if, if Pete Thamel's sources are nailing it right now. Uh, but I did want to actually lead off this show with some big show news. Uh, one of our former hosts, he is now, he's no longer on the show, and he hasn't been for a little while because um, just, you know, things in his, his life have been changing. He got a job outside of the radio station, but want to send a congratulations to Big Steve. Used to run our board, used to be our host for Do They Know It? And honestly, I miss those days because that was a fun game to play every Thursday. Um, he and his wife just had a baby. That's awesome. Born this morning. Um, is it okay if I give the name? Is yeah. It? I think you'd be all right. It's yeah. all, it's it, the baby's on the earth now. <laughs> you know? Lucas. Big, big Steve went with little Steve. No, ah. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> little Steve Schaefer. <laughs> little Stevie, actually. Oh, boy. Little Stevie Schaefer. Little Stevie. <laughs> Uh, Lucas Crow Schaefer. Very nice. Great name. Very hearty, Great name. strong yeah. name. Lucas Schaefer. Yeah. May your child be a masculine child. And he's already been to his first Papa Roach show, so they didn't wait. They didn't wait any time. They, <laughs> if you know Big Steve, you know that joke. I, I figured it was uh, Lincoln Park, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god, that's. I want to congratulate he and his wife on uh, the birth of their baby earlier this morning. So has he asked you for any advice, Deej, on yeah. how to handle a, a newborn? Yeah, a ton. He asks me almost every day. Like, <laughs> but it's awesome. It's great to it's great to see. He's so excited. He gave me updates all the time. Like, man, you know, three months out, 
two months out, and he was like, you know, down to the week, and you could tell he was wearing it, man. He's uh, he was nervous, but so happy for both of them. Congratulations, Amen. it's amazing. Mazel, mazel. That's right. I, you got to be. It sounds like you're going in two directions, but I think they go hand in hand. Is when a baby is on its way, especially the first one. You're, it's like an either or. You're super happy and uh-huh. can't wait. But you're also crap in your pants. <laughs> you're nervous. True that. I think that's a given. Because you just don't. You know, I, I would imagine in your situation, Deed, you just wanted to be a good father, right? Yeah. You yeah. wanted to be a good dad. You wanted to do things right. Don't drop the baby on its head. Don't forget to feed her. How's uh-huh. that working out for you, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have one responsible adult in the family, so we're good there. It, it is awful, you because you just you're. You're so scared that what you're doing is going to mess them up or something. (laughs) But really, I told Steve at the very end, it's going to sound mushy and so whatever. But you just like lead with love. You know, just love that kid. Love that baby. And it will all fall into place. You're going to make mistakes. That's a guarantee. And as long as your head and heart is with, if you're doing things with love, you'll be all right. Um, It's so easy to get frustrated too with the, you know, when it's your first and, and the, I mean, I don't know what it is about mentally inside your brain. Like you're not supposed, your brain doesn't like a crying baby. And so it's right. easy to get really frustrated, but you just remember to love them and it, it all works out, man. Even the bad stuff is good. It's all good. And I told him plenty of wipes, get <laughs> wipes, get a, I told them get to get a garage. Build a garage, a two-car garage, and then fill it with wipes. And you, that then you're good for the first two months. And then after that, you'll have to refill. Have, how many times have you ran into a situation where you need a diaper and oh. you don't have one? Oh, jeez, dude. Because that sounds honestly like a real pickle. It is. You have the changing table, right? And it has the shelves. And you always have a little basket with the things in them. Um but it's it, the moment that it happens for me is when Sophia's giving me a hard time. My oldest is giving me a hard time. She's crying or something, and she spilled a bunch of stuff all over. And the baby, baby's crying, and like Sarah's not there, so it's just me. And I reach down for a diaper, and ain't got nothing. I go, well, these kids are just gonna be naked for the. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. It always, you, it always happens that way when you need one desperately can't find one or they're still in the box all taped up oh god but that's the really cool thing about having to the my big little i'm like okay okay bug we need to open that box of diapers for baby and she's like yeah and she'll oh and i'm like yeah yeah come on come on let's go here's a box cutter <laughs> I said they don't tape those up, do they? They tape them up. Oh my god! Oh, they do. I but if, they just if it's already open. if it's already open and stuff, I can get you know she'll pull out a diaper and be like, "Yay!" And I'm like, "Yes, you're cool." But Big Steve's in for it, man. He's in for it, dude. He's gonna get. He he was already over the moon about this for sure. So. And it's just a thing. The moms. The the mom thing just kicks in hard, and they kind of take over. And they're like, just sit down. I'll hand you the baby when I'm ready for you to, to, to hand you the baby. <laughs> that's what you do. You just stay out of the way. Yeah, pretty stay much. Stay out of the way, and when they're, when they're done, hand you the baby. Pretty much. It's amazing. 
All right, well, let's take another break. And uh, again, congratulations to Big Steve and his wife. Brand new baby has yeah. been uh, has arrived today. So congratulations to those two. Uh, when we come back, we'll see if there's anything new on this Colorado jumping the Pac-12 to the Big 12. Uh, plus, I want to get to a highlight. Jerome Tang was on the 700 Club yesterday. That's next. Well, we're back on the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, Travion Berkland here as well. Our phone number is 537-1350 if you want to call on the show. And I mean, <laughs> this might be the day because of uh, <laughs> the the word that's getting out there. Started by Pete Thamel from ESPN that Colorado is uh, pretty much ready to jump. They're ready to leave the Pac-12. They're ready to come back to the Big 12 after, what has it been, about 12-year uh, absence, uh, maybe absence not the word, but uh, good lord, who exit. Who would have thought that? Right, twelve years ago. My goodness, crazy. It's crazy. I think yeah, twenty ten was the last year, right? For like K State, Colorado, like that was the last year they played. I think mm-hmm. if I remember right. Yeah, and then it was A and M in Missouri that left after twenty eleven football season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Because right. it, I remember um, Tad Boyle. Had K State's number that year. Yep. They beat them twice. Yep. They had Alex you, Burke. You, you know how bad I felt about. It? I mean, I'm literally split right there because it's one of my guys versus my alma mater. Ugh. Like, why'd you got to do us like that? You and right? Alex exactly. Burks, man, they were. They had another wing too, along with him that just murdered us. I'll, I'm gonna look that up because they were. Good. Let me add uh, another tweet to the mix here from Brett McMurphy. He has sources that are telling him that, quote, it's 98% Ooh. that CU makes this move. Wow. They've not yet applied to the Big 12, however, per McMurphy. Probably a matter of time, right? Mm-hmm. If it's 98% done. Well, that would, it would also explain part of the conversation then tonight. Just got to hit, hit, hit send on the fax machine. Right, exactly. Wait, how do you use this again? You know, I mean, it's been a while. What's Good the area Lord. code in Dallas? Seven eight five. Man, this yeah, this is obviously a crazy story. You're now seeing the receipts come out because Colorado, you know, leaving 12 years ago, and you know, it, it doesn't also help that there, there's that report that came out, which finally somebody did the math and determined how much money. Colorado has lost over the last 12 years from jumping to the Pac-12, leaving the Big 12, um, which, I mean, they're one of four to do it, right? I mean, they weren't alone, but they're the first to sound like tuck their tail between the legs and come back, obviously. And the report was that they lost nearly $70 million over the last 12 years because of this move. Oh, boy. That is, in large part how bad the situation is with carriage for the Pac-12 network and the fact that they tried to pull this off the same way that the Big Ten network did in terms of regionality. They tried to set it up so that you had a Pac-12 Colorado, a Pac-12 Utah arm, a Pac-12 Oregon arm. Tried to separate that all out, but they were running it themselves That's where the Big Ten was smart. They partnered with Fox. Back when they developed the Big Ten network, everything they did was hand-in-hand with Fox. And that bought them a lot of room to maneuver 
and be able to get the carriage that they needed because you had people with that experience working in the front office of the Big Ten Network. Mm. With the Pac-12 Network, you had Larry Scott. Oh, boy. You had Larry Scott and his minions who were doing all of the legwork because the Pac-12 Network was entirely conference-owned. Beyond the dollar signs that, that Colorado has lost in that estimate, factor in that there's also this little thing of the conference owing Comcast a certain amount of money because they overinflated numbers under Larry Scott and his... Uh-huh. It got... Yeah. And they, they've got that in court. And that's not a pretty situation at all. And... You, know, you you now here you are at a point that you're all but begging for a TV deal and everybody has been telling you yes you're going to get that deal you're going to get that deal you're going to get that deal until the last year when UCLA and USC moved the tone completely changed about the future of the Pac-12 meteorites completely changed it obliterated them off the board. Let's be perfectly honest. That move is going to wind up being the move that eliminated the Pac-12 from being a viable entity as it pertains to the Power Five. Yeah, this is all true. I mean, it truly feels like the Pac-12 bleeding right now. The jugular has been poked. Oh, yeah. And and it is absolutely amazing to be on this side watching it after the two different attempts at it regarding the Big 12. Yeah, it's easy on this side of the of the fence. Mm-hmm. It is to to really laugh at the situation. Meanwhile, Pac twelve country, who knows what the rest of the reaction is outside of UCLA and USC? Of course, we're like, I mean, we were at the door last year. It's whatever. But George Klyovkov, you know, for what he said, let me let me play you the clip again that has gotten him in so much trouble that has led to. Now six, five days of really bad press. It's a reinforcement for me of what what dedicated and passionate fans we have and how much people care about college athletics. And I I get it. At the same time, I don't want uh, the opportunity to be missed today to talk about football. We're not announcing a media deal on purpose today because I want the focus to be on football. And that led to Colorado's athletic director leaving. Right away, after that that press conference wrapped up, as George Klyovkov tried to play politician, and he failed. He failed. He could not hold his own, and he went too far with trying to protect his own image and the Pac-12's image. And that was a statement that's like, even well, I mean, even the rest of the press conference, it, it still it would have been fine if he didn't say that. But really, the rest of the press conference is, if it was the Pac-12 beginning its negotiations in July of 2023. It, it's they're they're quite all right. They're obviously in a good spot. A lot of, the, of what he's saying, you would expect to hear, uh, if it's going well or not. But that's not when the negotiations started. It started in July of 2022. Mm-hmm. We're now over a year into the negotiations, and not a thing has gotten done. Yeah, it's just, dude, nobody believes you. <laughs> you know, you we we need more people to back you up than just you saying, "Oh, we're working on it." And we've got something cooking. I'm just not going to put it out there right now. It's so dumb, dude. And it's it's costing. Unfortunately, for me, I, I I hate that it's coming at the you know expense of a whole conference is just getting smashed because this guy can't get it done. Here's here's a comment. Stuart Mandel 
just tweeted this out a few minutes ago, and I'm sitting here and I'm and I'm thinking back to two years ago and Big Twelve Media Day as these comments were made. George Kliakoff, it's not a concern. Rob Mullins, who's in the athletic administration in the Pac-12, I'm not losing any sleep over that. After Bob Bowlesby uttered those words at the Big 12 media days, only to have Oklahoma and Texas stab him in the back a week later, no self-respecting conference admin should have ever uttered those words in when it pertains to conference realignment again. You talk about jinxing yourself. Unreal. There's another way to go about do, that. Do you, do you, so did on. you not learn? Oh, wait. The same conference had Larry Scott as commissioner. Never mind. Um, yeah. I'm not losing any sleep over that. Oof. Six words that should never be uttered by a conference commissioner or higher up as it pertains to college football ever again. By the way, another receipt that's popping up is Colorado. Just It, it wasn't too long ago. Uh, this was after the first round of you know, the words were starting to leak that you know Colorado might be thinking about yes. that, that jump to the to the pack or to the uh, the Big Twelve. Well, we're going to wait and see what this new media rights deal is, and then we'll make a decision. Yeah, yeah. that that has also popped back up. Obviously, there's no new deal. Yeah, uh, I'd say Twitter is forever, but there's got to be an asterisk after that. I mean, just so we're fully aware of that. But oh, X is thriving today. <clears throat> with sports, <laughs> with sports talk, <laughs> people are using X like crazy like nuts, right man. now. It's, cra- it's like gangbusters in there. It's crazy. Oh, well, Colorado man. about to be an X for the Pac-12. It Ooh. sounds like that was okay. You know that nice. was. Yeah, I liked it though. You got to bust it out. Uh, funny and weird, and I don't know if you know this. Um, Colorado trivia: their former baseball field, now women's soccer field. Frank Prentup. It's named after Frank Printup, the yes. guy, the guy, the the, the Manhattan uh, High Indians started the mascot after Frank Printup. Oh, I didn't. Can you okay. believe that? I never actually heard a name because I know yeah. the story of because wasn't he a wrestling coach? He was at like Manhattan a, High. He coached them all. He yeah. baseball, football, wrestling. You know, back in the and day. it was to honor him. Uh-huh. That's why the Manhattan is called the Indians, right? Huh? How about that? And I so didn't... yeah, he was their baseball coach at CU, and then they, uh, of course, the baseball team they don't have one. Um, which is wild. Figured yes. they'd have a baseball team. But, yes. Um, yeah, their women's soccer field, <laughs> named after a guy from Manhattan. I don't think Colorado could play a season uh, without half of it being on the road, at least. <laughs> yeah. With how early it starts. No yeah, doubt. and that's one of the issues. Well, Air Force gets into it, and my guys at Northern Colorado got into that issue. They're the only two active, they're the only two D1 baseball programs in the state. Whoa. And. Yeah, Mother Nature is a cruel beast. (laughs) All right, we'll take another quick break. We'll try to get to Drum Tang and uh, maybe some Big Ten next on the game. Woo! Back on the game. We're going to finish up Hour 1 right here, right now. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, David G., and Travion Berkland. Did want to give a shout to Drum Tang. This uh, story apparently was... uh, the interview and all that, the filming of the story of Jerome Tang and the success after one year at K-State was uh, done by the 700 Club. And I, I'd i heard that it should have been on free form. I didn't see it last night on the old guide. Uh, so I didn't get to check it out live. But it was a, I thought actually, I'm not a watcher of the 700 Club, I thought they did actually a really solid job 
of documenting what Drum Tang and his story was. Up and coming as a you know an assistant at Baylor, then coming to K State, what he did in his first year, and then there at the end, Tang delivers a very nice line. We're going to win the national championship. Do you believe that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to happen. We're going to win. We're going to win a national championship. Which is something that uh, Tang has said more than one time. He is so confident in his faith and what's coming to him because of that faith. And his coaching ability, of course, that the Cats are going to win a national championship, Teach. <laughs> I was about to ask you, like, do you just get all gittery, uh, gittery, like, jittery about that? Or are you like, well, you know, we've never won a national championship. We've been close, you know, or like, you know, knocking on the door, but it's never happened. I, I want to climb a mountain and just throw a, a goat off of it and be like, we're the best and we're going to win a national championship. I know we are. I'm so I'm so pumped up. What DJ's saying is he would sell his soul to the devil oh. for a natty. Oh yeah. Hour to the game yeah. coming up next, and so is your local news.